Welcome to Stacy on the Right, the podcast, where we talk about everything we couldn't squeeze into our three hours at night, and we also chat with different guests, and so, accordingly, it's my pleasure to welcome Monica Crowley, former Assistant Secretary of the Treasury, the U.S. Treasury. You can find her at Monica Crowley on Twitter. She is also at Monica Crowley underscore on Instagram, which is my favorite place to be. Uh, Monica, thank you for your time today. Oh, it's always my pleasure, Stacey. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I want to dig in with you. Uh, first of all, I when I was thinking of us chatting today, the first thing that came to mind was how much over the years that I've known you, and we've had a significant number of years that we've known each other now, that you've always had your finger on the pulse of what's going on with our foreign policy as a nation and how this uh, debacle in Afghanistan is so exemplary of what happens when Democrats are left in charge. Uh, it couldn't have happened under President Trump. What is your take on Afghanistan? What we are witnessing right now, Stacey, is absolutely unconscionable. It is sickening. It is the ultimate betrayal of the American military and the American people, as well as our allies, both on the ground there and in NATO. Um, and it's also completely avoidable. This whole thing was entirely avoidable if only President Biden had followed the roadmap bequeathed to him by President Trump. President Trump ran in 2016 on this idea of the forever wars and the need for the United States to get out of them. We had been in Afghanistan for 20 years, and it was time to go. And most of the American people supported that, and they support that still. But the American people also understand that having been there for 20 years, we have given this incalculable uh, sacrifice for Afghanistan and for our own strategic interests associated with it. So we wanted to withdraw, but we wanted to do it the right way. And Donald Trump understood that, which is why he had a conditions-based withdrawal underway, and he handed it off to Biden. But apparently Trump derangement syndrome is so insane that Biden just out of hand is rejecting all of the policies that turn this country around under President Trump for four years, including Afghanistan. He rejected what he was told was the responsible path. And now you see this absolutely catastrophic failure in Afghanistan, which in pretty short order, Stacey, is going to come back to haunt us. And I mean, every single American now has to be on guard because your life and the security and safety of your family is now a lot less over the last week than it was previously. Yeah, I was seeing a, a statistic that they had an image, a graphic over at Fox News, um, 600,000 weapons and a couple hundred aircraft and 86 million that we spent in cash on, on you know, funding the Afghani military. Um, just an unbelievable amount of military hardware left for our enemies to use. They're, they are even wearing our uniforms. I was so shocked to see, Monica, the uh, forest green battle dress uniform that I wore when I was on active duty uh, on the backs of Taliban soldiers, along with our tactical gear, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the vest to protect them from the bullets, everything. I just I can't I can't I, I, it feels like a nightmare. 
It it really does, and it is a nightmare. If you were going to script a worst ending to our military engagement in Afghanistan, you couldn't come up with a worse scenario. You really couldn't. You know, you mentioned all of the equipment. There's also an incredible amount of advanced military technology that the Biden administration left on the ground in Afghanistan when they bugged out. Um, And that means that advanced military tech is now not only in the hands of the Taliban and ISIS, but also now in the hands of the Iranians, the Russians, and the Chinese, who are going to take all of our tech and reverse engineer all this stuff and have all of our secrets. I mean, this is borderline treasonous, if not straight up treasonous. And the reason I say that is because this has now been going on for a good while. Right. I mean, we've seen the last several days of this, about a week of this. But this whole process has been underway for, what, about two months? Mm -hmm. At any point, Stacey, this president and his team could stop it and put it into reverse. And they choose not to. They choose not to, which tells you that this whole enterprise is deliberate. They are destroying everything on purpose. Well, and but the destruction that I'm seeing, and I, you know, obviously there's been so much back and forth about what who's actually on the ground, how many Americans we have on the ground, and I feel like we're getting a lot of. Uh, I I feel like we're being lied to. Quite honestly, I was going to kind of sugarcoat it, but I, it feels like we're being lied to. Uh, my 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 mom radar for untruths is like blaring red sirens right now because we've heard so many different things from military leadership from uh, the Secretary of Defense. And, you know, these are not small people. These are not individuals who don't understand military strategy. And when you said bug out, I just, there's something about every other extraction we've ever done um, that this is nothing like that. This is an intentionally botched enterprise that arms our enemies. And that's why our allies are so upset. I was very surprised to see that Biden was censured or, you know, kind of had a a smack uh, delivered to him by the UK parliament. They're very upset with our government right now. And they they were expecting to love Biden, quite frankly. Yes. I mean, they they lavished praise when he went over there a couple of months is back. American leadership is back. Norms are back. Nobody has smashed more norms in a short amount of time than Joe Biden. It is absolute madness. You know, I wrote a column this week for The Spectator, and I posted it on my Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore. So please go to my Instagram and check it out there. But I wrote it because my very first job out of college, I worked for a former president named Richard Nixon during the last years of his life, not when he was president, not even born then, but Mm -hmm. during the last years of his life, I worked with him. And we had hours of conversation about Vietnam and the way that war was prosecuted and the way that war was ended. And the column I wrote this week was Saigon and Kabul, what would Nixon say? And I went back to my two books about President Nixon, and I found a whole bunch of quotes of things that he had said to me about the way we left Vietnam. And the biggest lesson of all was the way we leave a military engagement matters as much, if not more, than the way we fight that intervention. And one of the only positive things about the fall of Saigon and the way we left Vietnam was the array of lessons 
that were supposed to be carried forward for all successive leaders, presidents, defense secretaries, uh, uh, national security advisors. The whole menu of mistakes was right there, Stacey. And yet this president chose to ignore all of those lessons and literally make every mistake in the book. And now we're the ones who are going to have to pay the price for history repeating because the dimwit in the White House, for political and other reasons, decide to ignore the lessons of history. And let's just say we know that uh, history, historical lessons that are not learned are repeated to the detriment of the citizens who have elected such bad leadership. And I know, you know, with Joe Biden, there's uh, there there was supposed to be we were sold a bill of goods. He was he's nicer. He doesn't tweet mean things. He 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 understands government. He understands D.C. because he's been there for 50 years. Yet we've never seen such an array of stunning missteps and poorly made decisions and intentional downgrading of America and, and you know, at home and abroad continually week after week, month after month. Uh, I'm not sure America can survive four years of of, uh, of Biden. And one of the things that Americans are really going to have to think through is, you know, is it is it more important what someone tweets? And, and by that, I mean, is it more important that someone is direct and maybe you, uh, you know, feel smacked around a little bit because they're telling the truth? Or is it more important to have someone who is really incompetent but says nice things all the time, even if those nice things are lies? These are the kinds of things that Americans are going to have to examine as we approach the midterm. Well, yeah. And when you talk to people who voted for Joe Biden because they didn't like President Trump's tone, well, now you have nice tone, but you've got holy hell breaking loose over your head and the head of the country. Is that what you want? In every direction now, we have catastrophe, foreign policy catastrophe, catastrophe on the southern border, national security catastrophes in every direction, economic catastrophe coming in. in. Inflation's already here. It's only going to get worse if the Democrats get their desired spending. So we are in a world of hurt because some people didn't like the mean tweets. I literally see red, Stacey, every time I think of it. I cannot believe how short-sighted people were last year who voted for Joe Biden. And now the rest of us have to pay for it. Yeah. I mean, it was as if they were coming off of a drunken binge and then they went and voted. It was the worst decision. I, I He indicated before he was elected what he would be like. He he really was very, very plain. And the lack of enthusiasm around his campaign and the choice of running mate, the, the least popular presidential candidate for the Democrats is who he chose to be his running mate. Um, it, it just defies imagination. I, I believe we'll look back on this time in the future and think that maybe America went crazy for a year or two, that the, it was just a national um, mental illness that afflicted us before we set the ship right at the midterm. Um, so as we're closing out here, Monica, I just wanted to uh, quickly, if you could round up for us what's happening with these uh, these bills that Nancy Pelosi seems to be in the middle of an internecine fight on the left with the progressives, AOC and Bernie Sanders, creating a completely unworkable uh, budget spending package and the infrastructure bill being stalled because it is far too extreme. I love to see it, but they've really messed this up. Well, you know, the the Democrats thought going into this that they had the perfect strategy, which is get enough Republicans, dupe them into going for this trillion dollar, quote unquote, infrastructure bill, which they have passed. 
um, they're ready to send the House. But Nancy Pelosi said, I'm not going to take action on that until you also give me the $3.5 trillion budget. Now, keep in mind, we can't afford any of this. You can do emergency level spending when you have an actual emergency like we did last year under President Trump. And Trump was a big spender himself. So and I I didn't agree with a lot of the big spending that he and Republicans in Congress did over the years. Absolutely. But when COVID (laughs) hit, we had an emergency, Stacey, and we shut down the economy. So government had to step in to the void and get the American people and America's businesses through that acute period of crisis. So we had to do that. However, Joe Biden and the Democrats now are continuing to spend as if we're still in the emergency and we are not. They are doing it for another reason, which is to fundamentally transform the U.S. economy and and American society. And again, those are Obama's words, not mine, the fundamental transformation of the nation. So they're doing it as a lever to try to get us further down the socialist path and to further entrench their own power. That's why they're doing it. But you do have an issue now. And look, I don't have a lot of confidence in the remaining handful of Democratic moderates in the House and Senate, because most of the time they do cave. They come under withering pressure. And I just read before I came on with you that Bill Clinton, of all people, has been picking up the phone to pressure the Democratic moderates in the House to vote for this monstrosity. Well, it's their job on the line, not his. He's retired. And by the way, he's been canceled because of me, too. (laughs) So they should not be listening to Bill Clinton. But they are bringing out all of the big guns to try to bring as much pressure to bear on these moderates to cave and go down this road. But you know what? If they like their jobs in the House and the Senate, they will not vote for this thing. By the way, they thought that they would have a relatively strong president in Biden to do the political blocking for him. When you've got a popular president, you're in pretty good shape on Capitol Hill. Well, now Biden's poll numbers are crashing Mm -hmm. because of Afghanistan, the border and the economy. They don't have that cover anymore. So good luck to you. And you better plan your retirement plans after November of next year if you vote for this thing. I think it's in trouble. I think maybe the the, um, negotiation will yield not 3.5, but maybe 2.5 or some sort of split the baby kind of a negotiated settlement here to try to get something through. But we can't even afford the trillion dollar infrastructure bill that they passed. So this is going to be very problematic. Inflation is already here. And if they even get a fraction of this, Stacey, expect to pay a lot more for everything. And you will be increasingly squeezed because your wages will not go up in a commensurate way. Well, you know, I so again, I just go back to um, at any point, Five or six years ago, Monica, if you'd said to me, yeah, Bernie Sanders is going to write the budget proposal for the Democrats, I would have just giggled myself into a frenzy because I thought there's no way they'll ever, you know, because he's just he he doesn't represent enough Americans to have that kind of power. Uh, but the Democrats continue to make these missteps and we'll have to pay for them because that, that's that's the consequence of elections, the consequence of putting certain people in leadership is that you pay more, you earn less, and you have to learn your lessons the hard way. You have to take your lumps because you weren't willing to uh, to actually have someone speak truth to you in an unvarnished way, which is what we had with President Trump. 
It's always such a pleasure to hear your voice and to have you on the night program and also here on the podcast now. It's such a great treat for us. Thank you so much, Monica. I want everyone to find Monica at Monica Crowley on Instagram, uh, actually at Monica Crowley on Twitter, at Monica Crowley underscore on Instagram. Find her on both of those and follow. Thank you so much for your time today. Stacy. it is always my pleasure. I'm always cheering you on and I look forward to the next time. Thanks so much. (laughs) All right. Can't wait to talk to you again. Okay. So that was Monica Crowley, former assistant Treasury, Secretary of the Treasury. And I just, I have to say um, her analysis is always so excellent and so informative for me. And I know also for us as listeners and trying to just make heads or tails of what's going on in DC and internationally, um, we have to be very careful. Um, Next time we're pulling a lever, uh, we're we're electing people, we really need to think about the times we're finding ourselves in. These are a direct result of those decisions in the ballot box. So uh, one more thing, you have an option for affordable health care. You can actually get something far better than what is offered on the market at the Affordable Care Act. You don't have to have Obamacare. You can go to StaceyOnTheRight.com or the Alliance for Shared Health uh, link over at FamilyVisionMedia.org. Just click the banner ad. And then you can start sharing and saving. With over 40,000 households, you will be able to access the virtual care provider at zero cost. You have need sharing for critical illness, accidents, dental, vision. You have a share prescription card, lab and imaging tests at discounts of up to 80%. And open enrollment is now. So don't miss out to save the uh, 50 to 70% on your monthly premiums while making a difference in the life of others who share your values. So reach out to Ash today. Head over to StaceyOnTheRight.com. Click the banner ad. It's the Alliance for Shared Health, changing healthcare and changing lives. And I am your hostess with the mostest, holding it down on the podcast until next time. God bless you and see you online.